We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. I am so excited to be joined by safety Mike Edwards. Mike, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. Even as I started to introduce you, I was like, I, I feel like I should just introduce him as like Swiss Army Knife, <laughs> Mike Edwards, that I feel like we should change your position on mm-hmm. uh, on our roster, all of that. And mm-hmm. I, do you, I love that you're smiling real big right now, and I love this. Do you enjoy playing a bunch of different things, being asked to do a bunch of things, or is it sometimes kind of a burden and you're like, can I just do one thing, please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I came in here, you know, not knowing what I was playing, you know, playing nickel or safety, whatever. But uh, I learned to just try to learn all the positions, playing free safety, strong safety, nickel, whatever. But uh, I just take it as, you know, a compliment. You know, they can see that I can play whatever position they want me, needed me to play or whatever. So I like it. Have you pitched any other positions? I mean, are we going to see you out there, you know, running back soon? Like, why not? I could. You know? I could see you. I got some good hands or whatever, good yeah, routes. So yeah. I could see you or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that this game, aside from being uh, a big win, was special for you individually. I saw you walking up to the game in uh, a breast cancer wearing a shirt, and mm-hmm. it's the crucial catch game. And then I see that your mom got to be honored at mm-hmm. halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit about about her and, and why this game was so important to you. Yeah, well, she was. Uh, she actually uh, battled cancer uh, for the past what three, four years, I would say, and uh, she had lung cancer. She battled it and uh, doing pretty good now. And I wore my shirt um, for my aunt. She died from breast cancer uh, years back. But yeah, I just try to represent them, you know, as far as uh, just them and everybody else that going through cancer and uh, battling cancer. So that's why I just did it for. And I know you were in the locker room, unfortunately, at halftime. Didn't get to see her actually mm-hmm. be honored. But I'm assuming you've talked to her probably since then. What, what did she say? And, and, and how cool was it to know that the team did that for your family? Yeah, it was really cool. I really appreciate them doing that. Uh, I actually got mad at my mom. She had halftime. I was walking to the tunnel. She like... Hey, take a picture with me, like, mom. You can't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm in the middle try of the to game. take, yeah, like, I'm gonna try to take a picture, whatever. But you know, that's that's just her. But yeah, I definitely want to. She's wanna... like, I gave birth to you. You right. take a picture. Yeah, with me. she don't care about nothing. <laughs> she does not care. But yeah, it's, it's good. I'm glad she got to be part of that, and uh, she was really happy about that. That is incredible. And then, man, I mean, what a what a win to get on a game like that um, now and, and five takeaways by the defense. Yeah, Is that crazy. just the dream game for you guys? Dream game. I mean, Coach Bowles told us before uh, this week, he was telling us, like, we got to have at least, like, six turns. We got to have, like, eight sacks. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't ask too much, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. He was like, oh, okay. We got to get to him then. But, yeah, we played really solid. I really like we played all four quarters pretty, pretty good and, uh, you know, shut the quarterback down and, uh did a pretty good job. The offense took care of their part. Yeah, and, and you talked about the idea of keeping that lead, too. I know that that was uh, a big point of emphasis after the Eagles game is it's not just having the big lead, it's keeping mm-hmm. the big lead. So mm-hmm. what do you think was the difference, looking back at that Eagles game and then with this game, of why you guys were able to jump out to it but then keep it there and not you know, take your foot off the gas? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just feel like we just uh, settled in. Uh, I mean, this week we really uh, prepared on you know finishing strong. I mean, we... Always, like you said, we start out strong, have a good lead, and then you just settle and relax, and then 
as the teams come back and uh, we have to fight for a hard game. And we really don't need to get to that point. Really just, you know, just take it easy and uh, just fight all four quarters, whatever. But uh, I feel like we did that this past game. Uh, from start to finish, we did a really good job and we definitely finished strong, uh, especially on defense end. We got a lot of takeovers, uh, takeaways, and that's what helped us a lot. And now you guys are six and one, first time in franchise history the team has started with that kind of a record. What does that mean to you guys, both just of a the way that it feels, but then also knowing you've done it with so many injuries? Yeah, that's big. Uh, like you said, with so many injuries we had, a lot of starters, a lot of key players is out. Uh, but there's no excuse for us to not be able to come out there and execute and uh, win games. Um, I mean, we just, it's big for, like you said, 6 1. Franchise history, that's big. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just a big part of our franchise. And I feel like we're doing a good job each year, each weekend, week out. And I know that with the, some of those injuries, I mean, Jordan Whitehead was out for a long time, and then he's one of the guys that gets mm-hmm. one of those turnovers. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, first of all, about that play and, and then what it's just meant to have him back with the team. Yeah, I love Jay White. Uh, it's one of my closest friends on the team. Uh, I mean, I, he deserved that. He definitely deserves it. Um, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does, especially in the passing game. Uh, and that interception, that, that was a big part of the game and a big part for him. And uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, that was a great play, good catch, good off the tip, great catch. And he showed his little running back skills in a, a little bit. So I was really happy for him. That's awesome. And, and so what are the things in the, in the passing game that you said you, you feel like he doesn't always get enough credit for? Uh, mm-hmm. What are some of those things? I mean, just, you know, people saying some things, you know, just, you know, people talking outside of here or whatever. But people don't really listen to that. But uh, everybody knows he's a big hitter, you know, good, good in the run game and stuff like that. But uh, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit in the passing game because, you know, just – that people think of him or whatever, but I feel like he's a good all-around player, and uh, that's what he showed his past game, and I feel like he'll keep it up and keep doing big plays. And I think what he does get a lot of credit for is his weight room ability. I feel oh, like it's, it's... Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's what I want to hear. As someone who who has to work out with him, <laughs> yeah. uh, tell me what it's like to watch a guy like Jordan in the weight room. Maybe what are, what are some things you can remember that you've seen him do that you were like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah, I don't even work out with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I, thank you. I, I was strange on if I work out with him. But uh, yeah, like if he does neck our neck machines. Um, I mean, some people have like, you know, like... 150 on there, he had like 400 on the, on the neck machine. I'm like, dude, you about to break your neck. And, Yo, but he's he's yeah, lifted he's like crazy. 400 pounds with his neck. He's crazy. I'm telling you, it, it, he, just, he looks big and he is. Like, he's strong. Yeah, they're not just show muscles no. like he's that strong. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. Um, and I love that you're like, yeah, I don't work out with him. That's, <laughs> that's not the no. thing I'm going to do. No. We're talking to safety Mike Edwards. Uh, and then Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, came in and had missed time mm-hmm. and then just right out of the gate you could tell he had he had been itching to go and came and got that sack fumble Uh, i know you guys weren't able to recover it but Mm -hmm. um tell us a little bit about that play and specifically his ability to pass rush i mean we don't talk about that a lot with safeties right yeah we don't talk about that a lot but uh yeah he's a good all-around player he's a good blitzer uh he's one of the best blitzers i've seen uh, as far as db wise and he know how to dip his shoulder and get the quarterback strip the ball away i feel like all his sacks in his career been strip sacks Think that's the case, but uh, yeah, um, Tuan is just a good football player. He's just a football player, and uh, for him to have that play, it was big. Um, we talked about that a lot, and uh, I think it was first position. Um, big play. I think Jay White got a tackle for loss the play before, and he got that. So I was like, I say he's going crazy right now, but yeah, uh, 
like I said, Tawan's a phenomenal player, and uh, he's gonna keep keep going uh, stronger as the years go on. I mean, he's only a second year player. He's feeling like looking like a ten year vet out there, so uh, he's gonna keep keep his stride. Yeah, what was that like to watch what he did as a rookie? That mm-hmm. and and thinking back, I mean, your rookie year wasn't that long ago either. You guys have right. that just that young young group of DBs, but mm-hmm. to realize that he what he was asked to do as a rookie all the way to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and without an off season in the weird COVID times, mm-hmm. all that stuff. What was it like to watch him do that? And and why do you think he was the kind of guy who who could do that as a rookie? Yeah, I love watching him do that. Um, it's not many players that can do that as a rookie. So, uh, like he should be up for rookie of the year, um, but uh, yeah, he was asked to do a lot, and uh, he it wasn't it wasn't nothing he couldn't do. I mean, he's just um, from day one. So as soon as he came here, he was uh, mind focused on everything, you know, taking notes, uh, uh, just being locked in in meetings and taking practice serious like a game. And I mean, I learned from some things that he did. He's younger than me. He's a rookie, and uh, I learned some things from him, and I'm sure he learned some things from me. And uh, we kind of just balance each other out. You know, as far as safety, uh, the safety room, and um, he did a great job from from rookie year to now. Uh, I just feel like he just keep uh, improving every week and week out. Yeah. So looking at the trio of you guys, uh, you and, and Jordan and Antoine, what do you think um, are each of your biggest strengths, and why you're able to balance each other out? What, what are the mm-hmm. ways that they help you? You help them? Just the way that as a as a unit, mm-hmm. you guys help each other. Yeah, I feel like we all kind of got uh, different type of games, but uh, it's our games kind of complement each other. You know, Jay White, you know, he's a, probably the biggest hitter in football. I feel like he, nobody hits harder than him. Um, he definitely creates that impact and uh, definitely the vocal leader out there, you know, gets guys uh, ramped up, uh, especially like games like this, you know, real contact football, like the running game. Like you both say, you know, say like Whitehead, this going to be your game right here. And it was. Uh, and Tuan, he's just like – always around the ball. He's just, you know, like I said, he's a great blister, uh, get people lined up in the right spot. He's a real smart football player, so uh, he, nothing can get him off his toes. Uh, he's a really good football player. And me, I just try to, you know, come in, fill in, and try to get interceptions, try and get takeaways, and just try to balance each other out. So I feel like we do a great job of, you know, balancing each other out and uh, trying to learn off each other and feed off each other. And whenever you've now a couple weeks in a row faced uh, these kind of more mobile QBs that you, you had mm-hmm. Hurts and then Fields and, and it was interesting that the coaches were talking about how it's kind of nice to have that tape against Hurts for the very next week against Fields. Right. Um, when a guy does that, sometimes we, we think a lot about maybe some of the outside inside linebackers and the way they're going to have to work the sides and edges, but for you guys, a mobile QB, how does that change what you're asked to do and how do you think you guys handled that these last couple of weeks? Yeah, we handled it pretty good. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, scramble drills, you know, they try to they got a plash on the receivers, you know, extending plays. Uh, like when they get outside the pocket, you know, some guys like to take off and run. Sometimes like to take off, get outside the pocket, and you know, still look downfield. So uh, as far as DB wise, you got to stay in coverage. Uh, you know, can't jump up on a run. or can't try to get out of coverage because they you know, try to throw deep or whatever. So definitely got to uh, lock in and plaster the receivers. And uh, I feel like we did a good job. Um, Jalen Hurts and um, I definitely, like you said, definitely helped us out uh, facing Justin Fields. Cause kind of like the same player, kind of mobile. And uh, like throw it down the field, so they did a pretty good job. And your outside linebackers, I mean, racking up them sacks. Oh yeah, against him. Yeah. I mean, geez, I, what was it like <laughs> to watch what Shaq and JPP were doing in that game? It's crazy. I I was back there. I was like, oh my god, like he got to be frustrated back yeah. there. I was like, she's feeling a little bad for him. Except yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> 
I was like, come on, we got to, I'm trying to get an exception or something. Like, you got to <laughs> give me something, right, something. <laughs> give but me yeah, something to do. They, they, they did a great job. I, I love having that because um, it makes our job much easier. So I love it. And watching JPP be as hurt as he is, mm-hmm. not able to practice all week, mm-hmm. and then come in and not just not be a liability, <laughs> but come in and get multiple sags, force right. a fumble. I mean, why do you think he's able to do that? And, and what is it like for you to watch him? Oh, JP is a character. I mean, he's just a great player. It's just like he's got a God-given talent. I mean, you can't coach things that he, that he does. I mean, like you said, he got a whole club on his hand. And it's like, how can you do that stuff? But uh, it's crazy. Um, like I say, he's a great player, and uh, we feed off him. You know how he dancing on the, in the middle of the game. So he's a crazy dude, but uh, I love him. And uh, we definitely need a player like that on our team. That's awesome. We have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Mike Edwards, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Mike Edwards, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, we were talking about JPP right before the break and what all he brings to this team. And then Shaq, same thing. I mean, he now has more strip sacks than anyone in the NFL since 2019 when he joined the team. Mm. So tell me about, as someone who also works on not only making a tackle but trying to get the ball out, mm-hmm. how impressive is what Shaq does? Because we knew he was good at the sack part. Like, he came right. in that first year and blew the roof off right. the place. We knew that part. But how impressive is it that he not only gets the sack but gets the ball out as often as he does? Yeah, it's big. I mean, uh, like you said, uh, again, a sack is big, but getting, the, getting a strip sack is even more big. And uh, some people don't look at that. Um, you know, it's just uh, being extra and being uh, taking over the top and trying to make some – call some plays. Um, he does a great job at that, uh, one of the best in the league, as you, as you said. But um, Shaq is a phenomenal player also. For them to have – for us to have, you know, Shaq on one side and JP on the other side is crazy. You got to pick your poison. <laughs> and how much do they affect – you and your position because sometimes mm-hmm. we we know that the front and back end influence each other of course mm-hmm. but I think sometimes we we can still forget how much and right. what it can mean that you're able to do so when you have two guys like that mm-hmm. how does that change your approach even to what you try to do defensively uh I mean we, it's it, like I said it makes it easier for us and uh we can you know try to jump some routes try to you know because they know they're not going to have a lot of time because we have those two guys come off the air. So we kind of anticipate some routes coming or uh, trying to jump some things, trying to get interceptions or trying to um, see whatever routes they like to do because, you know, like I said, they have two guys rushing off the edge and screaming at them. So we don't have that much time, so we know we can, you know, try to jump some routes or whatever. So I feel like one of the most common phrases that we hear coaches, players, everybody use um, that sometimes drives reporters like me crazy is the next man up mm-hmm. that we hear that over and over and yeah, over. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to say that. And of course it's true. Like the guy has to go play. There's no other option, right. but to say that versus it actually working mm-hmm. are very different things. And I feel yeah. like you definitely were one of the best examples of it in terms of when you would come in, mm-hmm. I felt like 90% of the time you were coming away with the ball somehow <laughs> yeah. when you're snaps. And then in Sunday's game, we get to watch D Delaney and Pierre Desir each get an mm-hmm. interception after each having to be the next guy up. Yeah, the D Delaney, yeah. first career start, having to step in there, gets it. He gets hurt. Pierre Desir comes in, gets right, an interception. Right. So tell me about those two guys and those interceptions and just how impressive it is what they've been able to do coming in here mm-hmm. and on very little experience mm-hmm. with this team and, and thrown into those situations. 
It's very impressive. Uh, those guys, you know, they were prepared. Uh, they, they prepared like they were starting and they was going to play the full game. Um, just talking to both of those guys, you know, all the corners, you know, they know we had some injuries, nice key players out. And um, like you said, next man up is like, it's so cliche, but uh, it's, it's the truth. I mean, you, we try not to have any drop offs. If, you know, somebody get hurt, somebody goes down, whatever. Uh, we feel like the next man up can be, you know, just as good and try to have not have a drop off. So, uh, like those guys did really well. Uh, D uh, Delaney, he stepped up really well. I feel like he played really good. And when he got hurt, uh, the Sierra came in and um, you know he came in and ball, came in and did his job and got a pick. And I was like, man, it's crazy. These guys is just crazy. I feel like how I was doing. Uh, you know, Twan go out, Jay White go out. I step in, you know, try to make a play. And I feel like that's what they did. And they, they had their turn and uh, they got some interceptions. So it was great. And tell us a little, we, we kind of talked off the top about the fact that you've been asked to be sort of a Swiss Army knife in this defense. Explain everything you have been asked to do and what makes all those different roles challenging within Bowl's scheme. Basically, yeah, brag yeah. on yourself for a minute here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's definitely challenging. Bowl's system is challenging. Uh, trying to learn, uh, like I said, strong safety, free safety, nickel. Uh, Week in and week out, I mean, switch every week because you know Bowles is he, he doesn't have let the offense you know know what we're gonna do, so he kind of changes up every week. So um, yeah, uh, I feel like it's a compliment on me uh, for them to uh, trust and be believe in myself, uh, see where I can play, uh, all those different positions. But uh, it's challenging for sure, uh, trying to learn all those different positions. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of learning it and trying to uh, make plays wherever I'm position I'm at try to fill in for whoever and uh, just try to make plays out there. What do you think is the most challenging part of it? Which which position or which uh, aspect of it has been the hardest for you to have to pick up? Uh, probably nickel, maybe, because uh, safety is kind of like interchangeable a little bit. It's just, you know, a few kinks, uh, strong safety, free safety, but nickel is like a whole different position. Uh, basically a corner, <laughs> basically playing a whole different position, really, but... Uh, uh, I like like I like playing nickel too, but um, I just feel like the challenging part is just you know trying to learn the whole uh, ins and outs of the position of the nickel, uh, seeing where I got lined up, seeing where when I blitz, when I don't blitz, and things like that. So uh, I feel like I do a pretty good job. And uh, the Atlanta game where I feel I didn't play nickel, I feel like I did a pretty good job, and you know, I got those two interceptions. Yeah, I think so. that I think that qualifies <laughs> as a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're talking to safety Mike Edwards. And what does, um, what do you like about Todd Bowles as a coach and then about his scheme? Kind of both things, him as a person and mm -hmm. then what his scheme means for you, especially as a safety. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's a safeties coach. Uh, he plays safety. Uh, so that definitely. I bet you hear about that a lot from him. Oh, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. He he I'm coaches sure he, he coaches thinks, us hard. Yeah, I'm sure he thinks he could do it all better, and that he yeah. did do it better. Is yeah. that fair? Oh, trust and believe. <laughs> we make a good play. Be like, oh, well, I could have made it way better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, There's oh, no way. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you cannot win it with him. But oh, he's just crazy. a great guy. Uh, a great guy. Um, I mean, he's just a phenomenal guy. I mean, he always jokes. He got you would never think that how he, he would be joking around. I mean, he just looks like a, just a straight. Straight by the coach or whatever. He's a jokester. He jokes all the time. Yeah, and, and a bit of a trash talker too. Is that fair? Oh yeah, trash talk. He trash talks everybody. <laughs> like everybody. Like I say, you never win with him. So I, I just let him have him. 
let him do his jokes, whatever. It's just like, all right. <laughs> you don't fight back. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's no win in fighting no, back to the at coach. All, at all. So how about for his scheme for you guys as safeties? How does it play to your strengths and, and mm-hmm. set you guys up for success? Because he always says that's his goal is to not just have his scheme, but to look at his players and mm-hmm. then scheme accordingly. So yeah. how, how have you seen that work for you guys? Yeah, that's exactly what he does. Uh, he tries to look at his players and look at their strengths and weaknesses. And, um, I mean, he just sets them up in the right place. I feel like um, the plays that we got, I mean, we playmakers, but at the same time, uh, he sets us up in those positions to make plays. So I feel like you just got to make those plays where he's, wherever you, uh, whenever you get them. And, um, I mean, all the different schemes, all the different um, plays we run, um, I mean, it's it's hard to I mean, it's not hard to learn, but it's you know it's challenging to you know try to pick up on. But once you do got it down, it makes it way easier. It makes it easy to make plays, and uh, I just applaud for what he does and how makes it how easy it makes us our job is. And I know that I've heard a lot about all all the young DBs and the fact that Bowles has really worked with you guys on your film room abilities mm-hmm. and. Uh, the capability to really do your own learning, essentially, of a game, that he wouldn't have to spoon-feed all the information. Mm-hmm. He wants you guys to know right. how to learn all this. So where do you think that you and maybe some of the other young DBs have grown in the mental aspect of the game since mm-hmm. coming in, and thanks maybe to Coach Bowles? Yeah, uh, we definitely took a took a bigger step for that. Um, I feel like we now know what like to watch for film. Plus, sometimes we just watch film just to watch it. Uh, just, uh, you know, we really don't know what we're watching sometimes. And, uh, you know, he kind of picked up what we need to uh, watch on, you know, just different tendencies of what they like to do, different routes people like to run and things like that. So uh, definitely helped. Uh, definitely got better from when we first got here, uh, trying to pick up on little things. So definitely helped. And what do you think uh, it has meant for you guys to have so many uh, DBs in the same draft class or right around there to have you guys all be at such a similar stage in your career. Mm-hmm. How do you think that helped all of you? Um, we got the same uh, likes, dislikes, same, you know, around the same age. So uh, I feel like we kind of just uh, just come together and uh, just, like I said, we just got the same, same similarities. So I feel like we just kind of feed off each other and uh, we – hang out uh, off the field and, you know, definitely got to have that as a DB group, um, you know, had a good chemistry off the field and on the field. So um, that's what helps the most. Yeah, and I think, uh, weren't you even in you, even, your your draft class separate even just from the DBs? I know you and Scotty Miller became mm-hmm. really close with that. And I think, weren't you even in his wedding recently? Yeah, I yeah. was. I was. What, was <laughs> what was that like to get a chance to know that like now you're you're in Scotty's wedding to be mm-hmm. a groomsman, that you, you got that kind of friendships from this team? Yeah, I mean, from... Uh, we've been knowing each other for three three years now, and uh, yeah, I'm in his wedding. It's just, I mean, it's crazy uh, for me to say that's one of my best friends. Uh, not even on a team, but in in general, it's one of my best friends. And uh, for him having him his wedding was really special for me. Uh, and uh, we grew a special bond from being a roommate to rookie year to now. You know, from being my son. You know, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so little, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I love that dude. Uh, but yeah, I can see great. why he had you in the wedding for encouraging statements yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing you weren't asked to give the toast, you know? No, no, no I'm not. No, I, he's I, like, you can stand he know, here, he know. but you don't get to say anything. <laughs> no, he know better not do that. <laughs> so I do love this, that you guys give each other so much grief. You and Scotty and then Sean and mm-hmm. Jamel, your whole little draft class there. Yep. 
I just feel like constantly you guys are giving each other grief. Oh, yeah. How did all of this even start? <laughs> well, who gets the most grief in the group? Who's the guy that gets beat up more than everybody else here? It this? has to be me. Yeah. It has to be me. <laughs> I don't get why. It just has to be me. I don't know. Do you not give it back? Is that why? Oh, I, I oh, definitely do. Oh, you give do. it back. I definitely, you still, do. You I definitely do. Have you given them more ammunition? Come on, man. Like, what's the deal? Why are they Why are they coming for you? I don't know. I don't know. They talk about everything. And it's, yes, tell me. Tell what do they give you the most grief for? <laughs> I'm, I'm making you. I'm calling you out. I'm you know. I, you already know. I do, but I want you to say it for the radio world to hear. Uh, well, I don't have a six pack, so <laughs> that's kind of what it is. They just mad because I don't have a six pack. I that's, guess that's that's what it is. They're just they're just giving you grief about this. Yeah, I this just cracks me up. I love Duke <laughs> friendships are the best. All right, we have plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Mike Edwards, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Mike Edwards, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. And yet, right before the break, just totally threw him under the bus, having him talk about everything about how his teammates give him grief. I've at least let you brag about how well you've been playing on the field, though. Does that counteract did, a little you bit? You did, but not, not that. Not no. enough? No. <laughs> that wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, all right, and another guy in your in your draft class. You guys had a heck of a draft class, and amazing how many of you guys are all mm-hmm. still here. Uh, Devin White, mm-hmm. so playing, playing some pretty good football, doing, doing some football, football things pretty well. Great <laughs> so football. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it's been like to watch him as sort of the, the leader of your draft class mm-hmm. uh, come in and the way that he so quickly earned the spot of captain and even now with some games without Levante out there, mm-hmm. how have you seen him take on even more of that leadership role? Yeah, uh, well, Levante, out, he, I kind of feel like he stepped up and, um, you know, took on that. Uh, he, I mean, he's already been a leader, but uh, took on that even more of a leadership role with, with Levante out. But um, he just stepped on making really big plays. Um, I seen one play uh, last night where he, it went like a, a sweep, did like a sweep, and he just chased him down, ran the sidelines. I'm like, man, this dude is crazy. There's no way a linebacker should be running that fast. But, uh, yeah, he's just a phenomenal player and um, the leader of our draft class. And from day one, uh, he's been a vocal leader. And we're um, the leader owning off the field and just helped uh, help us all um, execute our defense. And uh, we really need him. And uh, he's been a great focal point to our team. And has he uh, – I. I... The whole idea of him having all these horses and it being such a big part of his identity, what is that like for you guys to have watched all of that? And, like, has he tried to get you on a horse at any point? Would not you, me. Not no, you. No, no. no. Is this a thing you would do? I don't know. <laughs> maybe down the line, maybe, but not right now. Not no. right now? A little nervous about that? Yeah. What do you, what, how does his dynamic add to the group that because he is so different in that area of, like, mm-hmm. That being his thing, his baby. Yeah. What What does that add to your your graph class and and the defense overall? Listening to all that. I don't know. It's it's different. It's different for him. Just talking about so rah rah, then just going going home and riding horses is like it's weird. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean that's that's him. I mean, I, it's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I know a lot of guys that ride horses, uh, especially down south and stuff like that. But. Uh, up north, you know, I'm from up north, and we don't do that. Yeah, but, you're uh, not used to this. That's, that's, that's what it is they do down south. So I w- now speaking of that, which position group would you say has the most swag? Us. Obviously, no player Obviously. has ever answered anything other than that. Yeah, but that's, I mean, yeah, of course I'm gonna say us, yes. but it's a given. Yeah. Oh, really? And tell me why. Well, start with me. I have the, <laughs> I have the most swag in the in the in the league. 
Oh, no. In the league, yeah, for sure. And then... Uh, and the most humility, obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, we just had the most swag. I mean, on and off the field, uh, we could dress. We uh, just got the swagger to us. Uh, I mean, I just really can't see anybody else that is messing with us. Well, since you said you have the most swag in the whole league, I was next going to ask who has the most swag of your draft class. So how about we take mm -hmm. you off the table, since yeah, obviously, obviously you have the most. So of the rest of your draft class, mm -hmm. who do you think has the most swag? Scotty Death, he's, he's the worst. No, the no, no. Melvin is the worst. Oh, I forget who you call Melvin. I, at first I was sitting here going, who are you talking <laughs> For people who don't know, who is Melvin? Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean, yeah. yes. You said that, and I was like, who is this? That's yeah. right, I forgot you yeah. guys call him that. Yeah, he's the Why worst. do you call him that again? I just give everybody names, I don't know. <laughs> you just, I feel better that I forgot why now. Um, you just thought he seemed like a Melvin? Yeah, like Jamel, Mel, Melvin. Sure, that, that fits. So, so Jamel has the least. Yeah, he has the least. Scotty's the second. I'll give Nelly probably the, the next one. And then... From start to finish, me obviously is first. And then Chucky and D. White is probably about. And again, explain who Chucky is. To people who. <laughs> these poor people listening are like, who are these players that I'm unaware Chucky of? Chucky is Sean Murphy Bunting. <laughs> why? <laughs> Do I even want to know why he's Chucky? I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know how I came <laughs> up with that. It's been since rookie year. I don't know how I came up with that. But it, it, he's just Chucky. So convenient, right around Halloween here. That's, yeah, that's... I got my family calling him Chucky. Everybody, like, everybody calls him Chucky. Everybody. Yeah. This is great. Well, yeah. and so speaking of Chucky, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Sean Murphy Bunting, tell me, uh, <laughs> so when he got hurt, I know that was just such a bummer for the secondary overall for him. Mm -hmm. um, what When you guys realized that, you know, he was pretty hurt and that this was going to be a long-term thing, mm -hmm. what, what was that like for you guys and, and how did you try to help him? How did you see him handle all of that? Yeah, uh, me personally, I tried to help him just try to encourage him, like, you know, um, more mentally than anything, you know, because definitely when you get an injury like that, I know it can be tough mentally because uh, I know he want to be out there, you know, playing with us and uh, just being out there on the field. And I, even like now, as he's seeing us win these games, I know he's dying to get back on the field. But I think, I think he's taking it pretty good, pretty well. And I know he's uh, taking the recovery process pretty good and rehab. I mean, for us to lose guys like that is uh is huge. But I feel like we got some guys to step in and did a pretty good job. But uh, he's a great player, and we need him back. And then Jamel, definitely one of those guys that was asked to step in and had a couple games in a row with an interception. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you, what did you guys miss when he was out for a bit? And then what has he added since coming back in? And, and just the idea that he did come back in and just immediately start making impact plays. Yeah, that's uh, that's what he does. I mean, he. Very long, fast corner. Uh, it's hard to get beat by. I mean, he's like I say, he's really long and fast. So uh, he's a good corner, a uh, good lockdown corner. And um, I was mad when he got those two picks because they had caught up to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we always talk about that. You know, he's, you guys oh, are I, in a competition yeah, for interceptions. Yeah. yeah, corners and safeties. I think they up now since. Oh, so this isn't just you versus Jamel. You're saying the corners safeties. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. I think they up five to four now. You gotta get up. You gotta get you up gonna start it. pushing him out of the way to go get it. Yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. But yeah, Melvin is a—he's uh, just a good corner, a uh, good player, and uh, he's finding himself to be really good. Uh, like you said, those past two games when he had those two back-to-back -back interceptions, and in this game uh, he held his own and uh, did pretty good. 
So looking at Sean, Jamel, and, and you, if you look back to your rookie year versus now, mm-hmm. what do you think would be the biggest ways each of you has grown since then, on or off the field? Just if you were to mm-hmm. think back to, to rookie versions of you guys yeah. to now, what's changed? I think all three of us uh, just learning the system and trying to be in, uh, more focused uh, as far as like learning what we have coming at us. Because we all have the athletic ability. Uh, we all great playmakers. Um, uh, that's what they brought us in here for. But uh, I feel like we all good players, but we took that next uh, ne- the next step to uh, seeing what we have to do, talking to Coach Bowles and uh, understand the system. And like I said, seeing what we have in front of us, seeing what's coming at us, uh, understanding our opponent really well. And that's what we're taking. Uh, that's what we did, did the past, what, three years we've been here. So taking good steps forward. We're talking to safety Mike Edwards and uh, Carlton, one of the few people not in your draft class <laughs> back there. And until fairly recently when you guys brought in uh, a whole bunch more veteran-type guys, Carlton was the, the old man yeah. of the backfield, even, yeah. though, even though he was not an old man at all. But yeah. what have you seen about how he's been asked to be such a leader so early because of that, that you guys were all so young, and um, mm-hmm. what kind of leadership he showed you guys since you came in? Uh, I mean... He's, uh, like I said, he's like the old guy back there. I mean, I'm older than him, but as far as, like, football years, he's, yeah. a, he's an old man. Which is so funny to realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the old man back there. And uh, he's he's just like a – he seemed like a just a veteran player out there. Um, he knows a lot. Uh, he's really smart. Uh, he knows what's coming at him. Um, he understands the defense and uh, understanding his, uh, his man in front of him. And I just feel like he's just taking that role and being a more leader uh, as far as the DBs, uh, taking that leadership role on and doing a very good job and uh, making plays. And for you guys then, Richard Sherman coming in, where all of a sudden Carlton was no longer the old man <laughs> right, back there. Right. Um, what was that like to watch Richard Sherman come in? I mean, what did you already know about him just from watching him mm-hmm. as, as a fan Yeah. and then to see him come in and what he was asked to do so mm-hmm. quickly here? Yeah, I mean, I apply him. Uh, a lot um, for him to just come off not playing football for like what a year more than a year or whatever and then just getting thrown in there in the football game uh, playing the whole game is just it's just crazy and uh, you know he did really well he definitely got us um, definitely helped us out because you know we, how young we are back there and uh, he just helped us out really well and uh, telling us well we got to look forward things like that and um, I like having our team we definitely needed some guy like that, uh, I mean, one of the best corners of all time, is just on our team, and uh, he always talks to me every day, just you know, get my body right, understand what I have to have to do, things like that, and uh, I, I'm really happy on our team now. Yeah, now he is, not only did he get asked to do a lot in terms of on the field, now he's basically coaching mm-hmm. this last week yeah. because Kevin Ross was out. Mm-hmm. Um, what, it, what was that like to all of a sudden now see him in a true coaching role when it sounds like he was kind of doing that already with, yeah. with you guys behind the scenes, but then mm-hmm. to see him throw on a headset yeah. this yeah. last week, what was that it's like? Different. <laughs> it's different. I, we call him Coach Sherm all the time. He don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we always call him Coach, Coach Sherm, but uh, it was different seeing him out there. We know with the headsets on, with the stuff tucked in his pocket and things like that, calling out the plays. Uh, I mean, it's, it's great having having Sherm out there, uh, just coaching us and uh, uh, getting us, getting our heads right, and just you know understand what we have to do. And um, like I said, I'm love having him here on our team. And I mean, again, he's still only been here for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and to mentally know everything well enough 
to have any benefit right. as a coach to right. be with a headset on. Right. Explain how incredible that is. Like I, I want you. Crazy. Yeah. Like it's explain crazy. to people who have not played football. Yeah. To go from being brand new here a few weeks ago mm -hmm. to then knowing everything well enough to coach it. Right. Like I said, it, it took it took us a while to learn the system, bowl system. Uh, I mean, his system is just real complex, and for him to come here in a week or so and learn the system completely and understand the checks and the hand signals and everything. I mean, people off the street doesn't know how hard it is. I mean, they probably will never understand how hard it is. But uh, uh, like I said, I give him all the credit in the world to be able to being able to play a full game, um, coming to here and just understand everything he has to do is just incredible. And you went from when you were first coming into this team, it was a fairly young team, especially on the defensive side. Mm -hmm. um, now there are so many established veteran leaders who have done incredible things in this league on mm -hmm. this team. How have you seen that shift the locker room, shift the vibe here, or benefit some of you young guys? What have been some of the tangible things that you've seen that that has mm -hmm. done for this team? Um, I mean, just bringing in guys like, you know, like Tom and, you know, A.B., Gronk. Um, and then we also had guys already here like, you know, Vontae and, Sue and all those veteran guys like that, but um, I mean, it changed the whole locker room around. You know, uh, you know, coming up to them and asking, you know, getting advice from them, or just seeing how they take their day, on, how they take their day on or whatever. Um, I mean, it helps us out. You know, we we just try to take over them because they've been in the league for this long and being this successful, so they obviously doing something right. So uh, just having guys like that in the locker room definitely changed the locker room in a, a very good way. And speaking of Tom Brady, what has it been like to face him in practice and what you think you've learned from him, even though other side of the ball, mm -hmm. not it's not the same as, as Sherman coming in and trying to give you individual pointers and stuff, but yeah. to what what has been the, the sort of Tom Brady effect for you mm -hmm. going against him and then just being teammates with him? Yeah, it definitely uh, helps out of the game. Uh, I mean, that's I mean, the best you're going to get <laughs> as far as it coming out there and playing in the game. So, uh I mean, just things like uh, trying to go against him. He looks looks me off and just go the other way at the safety, or you know, picking me up, seeing just little things in my body language that he could pick up on. Um, so I kind of just try to help me, uh, you know, what I can do in the game or the next week or whatever. So um, I just feel like he does a great job of you know getting offense uh, together and um, pick apart a defense. As you can see, uh, it translates to the games, and uh, just, it's crazy that we have him on our team. That's awesome. And how about facing our wide receivers yeah. in practice? <laughs> that, that sound yeah. kind of summed it up, huh? Yeah. What's, what is that like for you, and, and what do you think that's done for you in your career? Uh, helps me out big time. I mean, not only our receivers, but the whole offense. Um, like I said, from Tom to all our receivers, you know, they, they got <laughs> crazy, crazy receivers to Mike being, you know, one of the greatest receivers, uh, the AB, the Hall of Fame receiver. You got Chris and then Scotty. He's, he's so fast. Uh, then you got the tight end. You know, the tight ends. Are, we got the three-headed tight end monsters. And then um, to our running backs, it's, it's crazy. We It's like every day in practice, we like, I can't believe we got these guys on our offense. It's, it's crazy thinking about it. But um, definitely helped me out big. Definitely helped us out all big um, to go against guys like that. I mean, because you go against guys like that in practice, I mean, it's, it's like it's nothing in the games because you see all these 
great players, as you see every day in practice, it's like, are we ready for the game now? So That's pretty awesome. Well, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Safety Mike Edwards, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with safety Mike Edwards. Right before the break, we were talking about how incredible the offense is, and it made me wonder, uh, were you aware of the uh, drama with the 600 touchdown ball that was happening during <laughs> yeah. the game? Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I was uh, talking to one of my friends uh, last night. He was telling me, about it. I was like, what happened? And then he told me, and I was like, I didn't know that. And I seen on Instagram what happened. And it's just crazy. I seen Mike was like, I, was, I threw the ball away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know what they did to get him the ball back, but I was like, yeah, I'm surprised he gave him the ball yeah, back. Yeah, if it was you, you'd have kept it. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, Tom Brady, 600? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm keeping I'm taking that. that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about how hard it is for you guys to face our offense in practice and how talented they are. How about outside of our team? Who are some of the guys that have been the hardest for you to face in games or the the toughest mm-hmm. cover, the toughest tackle, whatever it may be, the mm-hmm. guys that you're like, oh, man, that was that guy's serious? I mean, it's a lot of good good players. Uh, I mean, the Saints always plays really well. Uh, I feel like Alvin Kamara is a really, very good player. Hard to bring down. Has a good, great balance. Um, I feel like people don't get him enough credit, but Calvin really is a, is a good player. We play play him every year, twice a year. And uh, I feel like he's a good, tough tough cover to guard, uh, you know, because he's fast. One of the best route runners in the league. And um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's, uh, he's just he's just pick, try to pick apart the defense, uh, try to uh, give his playmakers the ball. Uh, I mean, he's just a great quarterback. Uh, play a lot of good players, a lot of them. And uh, it's just crazy that um, week in and week out, it's always just at least one of them that we have to <laughs> uh, single in on and uh, just try to stop them and try to uh, limit that game. So definitely week in and week out, it's always just – Somebody that's out there, we gotta stop. Yeah, and this week, like you said, it's the Saints are always uh, pretty good at facing you guys. So now, um, and now it's it's Jameis back there, where there's some familiarity there. And mm-hmm. how do you feel like that's gonna change this Saints team as compared to a Drew Brees-led team? And and what do you think mm-hmm. that's gonna mean for you guys? I feel like uh, Jameis kind of likes to throw the ball a little deeper down the field, and um, you know Drew kind of likes to get the ball quicker out of his hands and you know, intermediate routes. We'll go see when we start game planning. Uh, we'll see what they like to do more. But uh, I feel like it's kind of, you know, same team. They got pretty much the same team back. But uh, like I said, uh, we just got to limit, limit Jameis, limit uh, 41, you know, how good a player he is. And um, just try to play our brand of defense. I mean, as long as we play good, uh, pretty much don't really have to worry about the offense. And for Alvin Kamara, what – is so unique about him compared to some other running backs or what what are the biggest things that when you're facing him mm-hmm. you really are reminding yourself that, that you got to do or, or do differently uh like I said he has a great balance so you definitely have to um, work on tackling him well wrapping him up and giving everybody all 11 guys to the ball because um, you know slip out tackle or you know just trying to just grab it to the ball try to get him on the ground because um you know, he, he harps on, you know, just making big plays, turning a one-yard gain into a 40-yard gain. And uh, so definitely have to limit him and know that stop that supposed plays from him. And we know that the Saints building is one of the hardest places to play with noise, and you guys kind of mm-hmm. got a reprieve last year with no fans in yeah. the stands. And 
Um, I think, and that was, I mean, first game with you, that was a very abrupt way to all of a sudden learn that everybody was going to hear everything yeah. on the other sideline. So now that mm-hmm. you know you're going back to the more typical way that a, a New Orleans road game is going to be, mm-hmm. um, what is that? We hear a lot about it a lot from the offensive side mm-hmm. of how it's tougher for the O-line and them to hear some of the calls right. and cadences and everything. But for, for you, how does home game versus road game and louder or less loud places affect you? Uh, well, the weight games, you know, they kind of try to be quiet for the offense, so it doesn't really affect us too much. Uh, home games, is, it does because they kind of allow for the defense, our, our defense. But um, I feel like just a Saints fan, uh, Saints, uh, they have a good fan base, and um, they kind of be, they, they does be loud sometimes, so, especially even on offense, even when we on defense, it still be loud. So, um, I mean, they have a great crowd. Um, I mean, I remember, um, Ricky year when we first played them coming in there. I remember Jay White told me like, yeah, they <laughs> they they gonna be loud, especially in the indoors. Just it's crazy, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I would definitely be ready for that. Uh, we know how uh, loud it would be uh, out there. We're ready for it. I mean, we're ready. We like having the fans there. Like having um, that loud atmosphere. It's just what football is all about. Do you have favorite or least favorite places to play? Outside of, of Ray J, obviously. <laughs> uh, not really. I, I really wanted to see uh, – I really wanted the fans to be at that uh, Raiders game. Uh, That's a good stadium. I really want to see the, Ra- uh, the fans at that game. But um, I really can't say any favors yet because I played only once some, at some games. I haven't played at some stadiums at all, so I can't really say just yet. Yeah, and we talked about some players that you – um, that are tough to go against. How about who are the players that you find yourself watching that you want to emulate or learn from? You know, guys, and, and it can be mm-hmm. maybe both now and when you were younger, mm-hmm. guys you grew up watching. Who've been those role models for you? Yeah, I grew up um, watching guys like Champ Bailey. Um, he's a corner, but I grew up watching like Champ Bailey, um, Earl Thomas, and uh, now I like watching, you know, like Tyron Matthew. Um, Guys like that, it just always run the ball. You know, he's just a phenomenal player. And um, even guys like, uh, I don't know, I just watch a lot of guys around the league that just, you know, play my position or uh, play DB and just, you know, just make plays on the ball, things like that. That's what I'm trying to do. So guys like that, just trying to watch. Yeah, there's been a lot of comparisons about the Tyron Matthew thing. You even have uh, Badger in your in your Instagram <laughs> mm-hmm. handle, and you got the hair and all that. So, uh, mm-hmm. how intentional has the uh, trying to emulate him been, and and how much <laughs> how much has it permeated who you who you've become at this point? Yeah, um, well, it started in high school. Uh, he was in college, and I was in high school, and uh, I think that's when I started, you know, with the hair and stuff like that. And uh, I just, like I said, I just grew up. Um, uh, admiring his game, uh, I feel like I really loved his game and how he took on uh, playing football, and uh, that's when I started the Badger thing and things like that. And it just kind of became a trademark for me. I kind of just like, uh, I mean, I still, uh, you know, respect his game and things like that. But you know, I'm just not about to just take take everything from him, <laughs> things like that. But uh, kind of my own person. But uh, kind of just trademark and uh, kind of just rolled over into the league. When you started that in high school, did it ever occur to you that you would end up playing against him someday, much less in no. a Super Bowl situation? No. Like I said, he was in college. He wasn't even in the NFL. And um, I was in high school and uh, just 
like I said, just rolled over. We're both in the league now and just playing against each other. It's just crazy. And at least you got the swag from the hair, you know. I yeah, mean, that yeah. was kind of a nice little gift from the yeah, whole thing. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Like well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast as always. And uh, good luck against the Saints. I, I can't wait to see how that goes for you guys and watch you uh, continue that competition for the uh, interceptions <laughs> with the with the corners. We expect big things. You got you oh, to yeah. even the score, man. We're going to oh, get yeah. another one this week? Of course. Of course. Of always course. another one to add to it. Oh, well, yeah. thanks again. Good luck against the Saints. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with Safety. Mike Edwards brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We will be back here next week again with another player right after Halloween, right after that Saints game. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.